to Mind Your Own Business, a podcast. My name is Meryl Brown, and I get to co-host with my friend Vivian Doctora. We spend each episode talking with female entrepreneurs in central Illinois, learning about their strengths, their struggles, and their stories. These stories are here to help you mind your own business so that we can all sit back and mind our own business. Today on the show, we are super excited because we have Barb Smith and in true MYOB podcast history uh, and process, we talk about like how we met. Um, so fun fact, we met at a chamber event, which seems to be a running theme with all of our Yes, guests. yes, for sure. <laughs> Barb uh, showed up at one of our Women Elevate Women chamber events. It's a networking and resource group. And we've really known each other for over a year. Uh, it was really awesome running into you because I have a student. You happen to be in the athlete world and it's been, you know, kind of a long relationship growing uh, and learning. And finally, we get to sit with you and learn even more about how you can help me personally and my child, but really how you can help all the women, all the athletes, um, in central Illinois and beyond. It sounds like you're really, really growing. So we are sitting here. You have two different, really cool things. So let's talk a little bit about Barb before I let you get an, a word in. So Barb Smith, uh, it ha was a college athlete, a division one college athlete. Let's be clear. Uh, turned basketball coach, turned motivational speaker, author, entrepreneur, an advocate, and now CEO. Barb is the CEO and founder of Find My Team, a company that partners with aspiring high school student athletes, parents, and coaches, and empowers them with the knowledge necessary to make the college athletic recruiting process a positive, proactive, and successful experience. Barb is also the founder of Courtside Leadership, an organization that promotes leadership, teamwork, and team dynamics. You've written a book. You've done a lot. Barb, I can't speak for you, so I'm going to let you speak for yourself. Tell us a little bit about uh, your business, your journey, your story. Five words or less. No, I'm just kidding. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> You've done a lot. So tell us how you got here, where you came from, and why. Well, thank you for that introduction, and thanks for uh, allowing me to be on the show. And first of all, I just have to plug Women Elevate Women because that is how we met, but it's also a really vibrant, awesome group of people Yay. who are helping each other and lifting each other up, and I've learned a ton and met a ton of people, so I just got to give that a plug. Awesome. Thank you. Thank yeah. You. No, thank you. Thank you. And Viv, thank you. Um, okay, so high, or high school basketball player, multi-sport, went to college, uh, was a walk-on, earned a scholarship in a starting spot, loved every minute of college. So I thought, well, why not go into coaching? So I went into coaching, 30 years of coaching, and loved every minute of it. Uh, and then I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get off that treadmill and I'm going to try something else. So I made a shift in life after 30 years. And courtside leadership came about because I think it was 2010, something like that. A survey came out from the NCAA that said women's college basketball players were the least satisfied with their college experience. 
And that was a dagger to my heart because that was my sport. So I decided I was going to, I was going to stop coaching for a year and I was going to go figure this out. It really pulled at me so much that I thought, let me just go find out what's going on around here. <laughs> so I did a, I did a tour and I, I visited 80 plus practices, men, women's professional, high school, youth, junior college, all of it. Wait, I have to ask a question. I don't want to cut you off ever, but I have to cut you off because like college basketball is kind of my thing. Not really. That's a total lie. But I do love a good Syracuse game. Did you go oh, there? I did go to Syracuse. Yes, I was there also. <laughs> I was on the on the East Coast. Yes. Yay. Okay. Sorry. Yes. I had to stop. So actually, <laughs> no, well, I was got, I was trying to figure out why what was happening with our females. Yeah. And, uh, I learned so much. It, it's it's longer than uh, a podcast is uh, is capable of holding. Mm -hmm. But I did write a book about what came out of it, and it's called mm -hmm. Beyond the Talent: Profile of a Winning Team. And so I got to see uh, what the winning teams were doing uh, and what made them so successful, as opposed to the ones that weren't as as winning or successful in wins at the time. So that's how courtside came about. Then I started motivational speaking and I started, well, I was motivational speaking all during coaching. So it was 30 years of motivational speaking because that's what you do. You speak all the time. I turned it into this evaluation of teams. So I go around and I go into professions, uh, businesses and evaluate teams. Where can we adjust so that we can arrive at peak performance? I got to see it as a coach. I got to see the difference. And now I can help companies get to where the teams work better together. People work better together. So team building and all that stuff comes into courtside. So you took a passion, turned it into a life, <laughs> and moved it into this, this business. Uh, and you were an athlete first. And mm -hmm. you went into this because you are an athlete, you're a coach, you're, that was your drive. And look how we can really expand and spread this into what works out there, you know, corporate teams and things like that. It's not just about, in your case, playing basketball, but it's not just about basketball. It's about teamwork. And I think that that is really cool that there's so much that we talk about with our high school kids about, hey, you got to be on a team. You got to work as a team. You got to learn. We talk about that with our toddlers. Uh, you got to be a team. You got to work as a team. And I think that what you're doing really helps everybody win uh, and everybody move forward because I've been a part of a lot of different types of teams, sports and unrelated. And I feel like we should all be reading your book right now. <laughs> I know. I was going to, I was, I was listening to your story and I just thought of, bringing back to when I was working in the corporate world, how we constantly do this different um, personality tasks, like pathfinder, uh, strain finder, you know, what are they really ultimately trying to do is trying to figure out, you know, how do we take advantage of the different talent? How do we kind of work together? So, uh, so when you talk about how you go into this corporate world, Kind of study the team a little bit, kind of how you study a basketball team and figuring out what's not working and how to make them win. That was like, why didn't I know you before? <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know, and all those uh, tests, all those personality tests are, they all bring value. But when it comes to it, you have to get inside the team 
and yeah. see what's going on because when you can see everyone together and and hear mm-hmm. things and all that it, it really points out i mean by the end of my little tour i could i could tell you with pretty good accuracy if this team was gonna was gonna win tomorrow mm-hmm. by the way that they were you know operating on the practice floor and then i started crossing over and going into other sports yeah. And that's what led me to, well, if it's all in sports, then I'm going to cross over and go into business. Yeah. And so that's what what led me to all of that. And um, Mara, you said something, um, you know, earlier about how one thing leads to another. This is how this has evolved. So, mm. you know, from the whole from, you know, from, you know, sixth grade basketball all the way to here, it's all it's been all about teams. And I, for one, think that our teams are struggling right now especially as our nation has gotten more divisive, mm-hmm. the teamwork is crumbling. And yeah. I think there are things we can do to stop that where it is and to bring people back together and back to the table and, uh, you know, have our teams be become stronger. And that's my mission with courtside leadership. So um, yeah. I do one-on-one coaching. I do, you know, team coaching with groups and, you know, businesses, but that also then led me to find my team. It's all about team people. So wait, hold up, hold up. So I was always the under the impression that find my team came first. No, courtside leadership came That's first. That's what I thought too, yeah. And then out of that came find my team where you're back to focusing on sports. Team. Well, this is what happened. Um, you know, I, I figured these two fit so well together, these two businesses that I can start working on student athletes in high school and then get them ready for college. And then when they're out, we're going to have better teams. If, if I can get my hands around a lot of people, they've already got your foundation. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. The Barb method. No, not a good (laughs) business name. No, we're never going to do that. We're never going to use that. No. (laughs) No, I think that's amazing. I have a question though. Like, you know, everything you're saying, I obviously Vivian and I are like, yeah, give me, give me, give me. I wish I had a team. Like it's me and one other person. We work amazing together, but like my family really is broken in so many ways. So like, is this helpful? But, but really the question is, obviously you've made a business. People are receptive to it. How do you get in there. I mean, you can't walk up to the CEO of that large insurance company. Well, actually, you probably could. We live in a small town. But, you know, you can't always walk up to the CEO of a large corporate entity and say, hey, this is what I got. Like, how did how did they buy in? How did they let you basically infiltrate their inner workings and help them? Like, what was the thing? Most of it comes from the motivational speaking. Mm -hmm. So I'll get invited to something and then people will catch on and get interested. Mm -hmm. I also have a newsletter that comes out. um, So people will sign up to that and, you know, get, get information around teams and leadership and and all of that. Mm -hmm. And, and then some of it is just referrals. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's yeah, because you've worked with yeah. enough people and enough people know who you are. So mm-hmm. you're a word of mouth business is where, you know, if you were to put a percentage on your marketing, is it mostly word of mouth? 
it is it is and and are most of your client kind of um local or do you have client sort of like across the country because i um because i lived everywhere as a coach i was i was all over the country i have i have good contacts all over the country east coast west coast north south that's awesome and yeah. so that has really that has helped me get in like you know motivational speaking um you know i do it all over the country so mm -hmm. that really has been the i guess sort of the tentacles of mm -hmm. of getting it out there yeah that's and a great then, word yes i do some locally too and then i have some you know even former like, you know, coaching people, mm -hmm. colleagues that have come in and wanted some one-on-one -on -one stuff. So it's just all from, I, it's just all from the relationships, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. I really, yeah. I'm really loving how, I mean, you've had a full business for, I'm talking the coaching, like you had a job, you had a life, you had a complete lifestyle, 30 years of it. And you're like, nah, I'm going to change. I mean, and I, it's a huge change in one respect, but it's a very minimal change in your thought because you've always been doing this. You've always been there. You've always been doing this. But then to start a business, like you started a business. Well, but here's what I did. I went into college and when I, I was going to get my master's because I wanted to be a GA. I mean, back in those days, a graduate assistant is how you got into coaching. Mm, yeah. So that was my route. So I figured... I'm going to get a, an MBA because if I ever get tired of coaching, I'm going to have a business background and I'm probably going to start a business. Now, hindsight, I mean, I can't believe I said that back then because I thought I was going to coach to be 107, yeah. but it just happened. And and part of it is I lost my mom and, and that just changed my entire life. Mm -hmm. And I had given up so much when I was coaching that I thought, you know, I got to be with her for her, you know, last two years and we didn't even know this was coming right but i got to be with her and i was like oh my god i've missed all this and there's six six siblings there's six of us and my dad is still around and i thought i'm i'm gonna spend time with family i lost a lot of time so mm -hmm. nieces nephews it's a big family and i've been able to work from anywhere yeah. and travel a little bit and it's just been it's just been freeing and also very rewarding to be able to you know, still have a job, but be able to do it differently. It's so refreshing to hear how free you feel owning your own business, because I'll be honest, our past guests, some of the things they're like, I love my business and it is a lot. And you're like, nah, this is life. This is amazing. This is what I want. This is free. This is so perfect for me. And so it's really refreshing to know that we can see both sides that there are people who might love their business, but it still is heavy. And there are people who love their business and it is not so heavy. And so thank you for being the positive aspect of running your own business too, because I mean, I'm sure it's not without some trips and falls and, and swirly whirlies, but it's really, you can see it in your face. Our, our you know, we do this by video for us uh, to see each other, but our, our listeners are only audio and, but your face, I mean, you're just, you're smiling the whole time. I don't know if I've ever met you when you haven't had a smile but when you well, talk about your business, your whole face lights up. Don't get me wrong. There are times when my hair is gray and I want to pull it out in this okay. business. As a coach, I worked all the time. 
you know, 365 days a year, seven, you know, or whatever, whatever the saying is, but I had this, it was regimented, you know, and now I work the same, if not more hours, but it's, I can, I can take this entire day off if I want to, you know, and uh, so it's, it's healthier, I think that Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, I feel more in control of it and I can maneuver around the things that I have to do in life um, that before I would have been able, I couldn't do this. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, yes, I can do this. Yes, I can do this. I can speak here. I can, I can travel there. I can go see my dad. I can go do this and that. And, and, you know, traveling and have been, and have lived around the country, I can actually see people when I'm traveling. I have friends and colleagues and people that are all over the place. So I really, it's been really fun to catch up with former coaches, players, um, friends of the business. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that has been really, really rewarding. Yeah. That's good to good to hear that um, in businesses, we're at different stages, right? Um, in your business, you know, we have people that only been in business for one or two years or three. We have people who have been around for maybe longer than that. And you can see sort of what they have learned throughout. And which is why we love interviewing and talking to um, female small business owner because we can really see different side of different perspective and different things. And through this conversation, Mira and I are really, well, at least for me, I speak for myself. I'm really listening and kind of taking all in as you kind of share your journey, um, which kind of give me a motivation, inspiration that there's light down in a tunnel, right? Because <laughs> I'm considered a young entrepreneur because I've only been out doing my own business for three years, maybe. And Mero, it's way ahead of me. I'm so, at 20. <laughs> all in different stages. Uh, <laughs> and oh, you wish. have been asked. Wish we interviewed you, Mero. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the thing is, is it's so cool because like we joke because Vivian has this whole life similar to you before she became a business owner. I've only known business ownership. I mean, a couple of retail jobs long and long ago, but I've only known business ownership and working that. And so it's really nice to, you know, hear everybody else's story who've been somewhere else before they decided, you know what, I'm going to be me and work for myself. And, and you come with a lot of knowledge that you didn't know you had or needed. Um, but my my huge question, this is probably Vivian's question. You were talking about the gray hairs. Mm-hmm. And you were talking about the times where it's just not so great. Um, but also from that and from your former world, um, like what are you, what are the biggest lessons that you've learned in this? I think one of the one of the things that I've um, really been able to see is as an athlete and as a coach, you're willing to take risks, and you get shoved down. You know, you get in basketball. You know, you might get your shot blocked, or you know, the ball stolen, or you miss shots, or you make mistakes, mm-hmm. and then you learn from them. And the same as as a coach, you know, you make mistakes and then you learn from them. And I, if I would have been in business before coaching, I would have been a better coach. And because I was in coaching, I'm probably a better CEO because they are definitely intertwined. 
That's deep. Drop the mic. Drop the <laughs> mic. <laughs> that is deep. <laughs> I was trying to, when she was saying that, I was trying to write that down. <laughs> Say that again. Wow, that, again. that was amazing. <laughs> That's really cool. I mean, but it's. It's so true. It's so true. It really is. It's so true. I mean, yeah. If I had been a CEO before a basketball coach, I would have been a better basketball coach. And because mm-hmm. I was a basketball coach before a CEO, I'm a better CEO because it's all business. It's all running. And and believe me, I have made, talk about the gray hairs, I have made my share of mistakes in my businesses. And Find My Team is still a baby. It's, it's uh, three years old. So mm-hmm. there's still some bumps and bruises. And I got, you know, um, when I first started, I got some nice seed money that you know a tech company really wanted in and you know they were going to help me and they they basically took my money they did nothing for me and so that was a huge blow to me but having been a coach who's been called every name in the book and being a, a basketball player who's been knocked down and you know three concussions in four years really knocked down Literally. You get back up and you keep going and you figure out what you got to do next. And so that's what, that's what we had to do. And that's what we did. Mm. Wow. Um, you sort of touched on it a little bit. Um, you mentioned find my team. It's only three years old. So what are some of the biggest challenges right, right now with that particular business? Would you share with us and what are you working to sort of tackle these challenges that you're facing yeah the the main challenge with find my team right now is is uh getting the word out and parents are the ones that feel the angst of the recruiting process the most Mm -hmm. and getting to that group is the hardest because you can go to a team you go to high school you can talk to a team you can go get coaches but getting to parents, that's the harder part. And they're the ones that need to hear this message because there is for every student athlete, every kid that wants to play sports in college, there's a place for them to thrive. And every other place or most other places they're gonna go, it's gonna be a surviving situation. So we're talking thriving versus surviving. And that's why the college transfer rates are so they just keep breaking their own record every year. They're they're getting more and more people are just transferring. Mm -hmm. And so I would like to get to in front of parents and just let them know. I had a webinar last night and and I got parents. It was just a virtual webinar and I got this message out and then they start getting it. Like, what can you be doing right now to help your student athlete find a thriving experience? Because if you knew where it was, you'd send them to the moon for it because that's the difference between a thriving versus a surviving uh, college experience. And again, 30 years of experience, I got to see the difference. It's massive. It's a massive difference. So, you know, one of my biggest challenges with my team is getting out to parents. Well, and interestingly enough, you have an opportunity for parents in a few months. Talk to us a little bit about your event. Real quick. Yes, um, we have a an event coming to uh, Bloomington that is a workshop for high school student athletes and their parents. It's called Champion Choices 
the ultimate college recruiting workshop for aspiring student athletes and their parents. And it's all about this message that I'm trying to get. It's just, it's May 19th, it's 12 to three. So it's in the middle of the day. It's on a Sunday so that there are no games. Usually club teams aren't playing on Sundays. And then uh, it's 12 to three. So people have time to go to church or if they're driving in, they can get there. And it's, uh, we want people from all over, you know, central Illinois and even, you know, Chicago, whoever, whoever gets this message to come down and join us for this conversation. We did one in Cincinnati and it was, it was awesome. It was tremendous. And it just, you know, we've been by, uh, been invited back there to do more. So I know it's a message that people need to hear. It doesn't matter which sport, it doesn't matter which, uh, what year your student athlete is. There are things you can do as early as eighth grade to start preparing your student athletes for college in general, but also college sports. Sometimes when you speak, you're just speaking right to my soul. Because <laughs> every time we've had a conversation, I'm like, yeah, my daughter this and my daughter wants this. And I've never really like activated that trigger, right? Um, <laughs> and But every time I'm like, oh man, Barb is totally judging me for not signing up. But like the- No, but it's no judgment, no judgment. <laughs> no, it's um, But it's amazing that there is because we get an obscene amount of emails and you and I have had this conversation outside of this is we get an insane amount of emails about like people like, here's a recruiting process, but they're not real people. And so it sounds like, you know, find my team, it's real people doing real work with real results to help other real people. <laughs> and I think that that's really awesome um, and exciting uh, for all of our athletes because, you know, it's more than lifting weights in the gym and it's more than, you know, doing good on a test. It's how do we bring all of that together? Um, wow. So, no yeah. doubt. I mean, super excited. Yeah. 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 And every decision that a parent makes right now, every decision they make is not only affecting the college recruiting process, but it's also affecting the transition into college and the transformation once they get to college. Mm -hmm. So there are things that parents can do right now to help all of those, all three, you know, recruiting, the transition and the transformation, if they knew this information. And the only reason I knew it is because of 30 years of experience. I reverse engineered the recruiting process. I have an assessment that kids can take to help them understand who they are and what they might want in a college experience. So it's just, it's putting it all together. And like you said, it, it comes from the heart. I, I'm passionate about helping these people because I've seen the, the, the surviving mode and parents, you don't, you don't want that. You don't want that for your kids. Yeah. My young, my kids, my young, my kids, a little young <laughs> to get there, but I can see it because my son um, is really uh, good in any sport that you sort of put him in. So I can see him kind of go far, but, um, but he also, our kids, he's very competitive and he got upset, you know, when he didn't get picked for a basketball team or something. So I think it's something, um, the sportsmanship, right. That, yeah we need to try to teach them as young as they can um, so that when they get in those situations, they know how to react. So um, what is, what we talk a lot about your journey of different businesses that you have, how you become a coach and a CEO. Uh, what is one thing that you wish you would have known that you haven't shared uh, before you start your business? 
Well, one thing I wish I would have known is to, you know, I was a college women's basketball coach. So I thought tech was tech was tech, you know, technology. I just thought, well, any, any technology company can build something. And I was, uh, I was slightly wrong, maybe severely wrong, because that's what took me, you know, uh, down the wrong rabbit hole. And I had to dig my way back out of that mess. And it was a mess. So I think, you know, it, and I mean, maybe it was just naivety. I don't know, but I would, you know, had I known what I know now, I would have been like, okay, here's my seed money and I'm going to, I'm going to do this with it and make sure that, you know, I put it in places that will only grow my business and not trust anyone that comes around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Trust is hard when, when people show interest in you, you're like, yes, cause you're, yeah. you're, you're yeah. young in business and you're like, oh yeah, that sounds great. Do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think we've yeah. all been burned multiple times Yeah, in things that we've, we've uh we've done and and from that you learn and from that you grow and yeah you become better you become stronger you become better you become smarter and just you know business smarts are different than uh you know the coaching strategies and and coaching smarts and you need a different set of skills and i had to quickly catch up if i was going to keep doing this and so that's what i had to do that is that is pretty awesome. Barb, it is such a joy to learn about your business and your path and all the things. Um, but we also want to know a little bit about Barb. So we always have some fun questions that you don't know about before um, you join us. So our uh-oh. questions, <laughs> yeah, this is the, uh-oh. No, they're good. They're, they're, they're good. I promise. These are we're just nice people. All right. Um, hit me. Hit me. <laughs> so as you know, Vivian and I each have our respective places in the business world. My business, my world, my life revolves around uh, music. So my question for you is what is the first song on your playlist right now? Oh, man. I know I'm terrible. Yeah, there's so many. I love music. I love <laughs> music. I I played guitar a hundred years ago and still have one, and I can still play "Dust in the Wind." Just so you know, I can. That's about so it. That's awesome. <laughs> uh, but any uh, any Taylor Swift? I'm I'm a Swifty. I'm a Swifty. Swifty. Oh my goodness! You have been on the news lately. <laughs> I have actually. I have. <laughs> All right. So anything Taylor Swift starts you off. Yeah. We're going to talk about food a little bit. You mentioned about how you travel, you go to a lot of places, different states. Um, Share with us, what is your uh, favorite meal that you have out and where? Ooh. Traveling. Anywhere or locally? Anywhere. Italy. Anywhere in Italy. Any pasta in Italy. (laughs) And and their wine. Just gonna say it. We might have to edit that. I don't know. We don't have to edit a thing. No wine Wine is okay. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Wine and pasta. All right, I'll I'll bite. I'll bite. (laughs) I don't eat red sauce. This is what we've learned. And I know has to be a different kind of red sauce. Oh, they've got it. They've got uh-huh. the white sauce, the red sauce, the pink sauce, the orange sauce. All right. 
I mean, if we can find something that's purple, I'd be, um, I'd be honored. Yeah. I'm only, I only say purple cause I have your website up and the top bar is purple. So it was like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that I was going to give you a, a shout out for that, but you, you did it uh, for me. That's good. Thank you. Uh, speaking of websites, we have to know. So how do people find you? It's pretty easy. Findmyteam.com. So that's the website. And my email is barb at findmyteam.com. And the other one is courtsideleadership.com. Your, your business card has it on both sides. So I was kept flipping around. I, I threw it up in the air and however it landed is how I emailed you about nice. the podcast. Yes. <laughs> It all, it all gets to me eventually. It all gets to me. Kudos to you, though, um, because domain names are hard to find. And courtside leadership sounds like something that, like, somebody would have, like, taken that domain a long time ago. Um, I'm so glad that you got it. <laughs> that is really yeah, cool. Yeah, I love that. I love that name. <laughs> I, I love both of their names and, and yeah. because they're exactly what they are. You know, it's it's mm -hmm. courtside now. I'm not coaching anymore. So it's courtside leadership. And then find my team is exactly that. What we got to find we got to find your team. It'll make all the difference. Barb, one more thing before we go. Like, uh, did you do we have to register for the May 19 event? Do I have to sign up or do we just show up? Uh, there'll be a registration link. Um, to sign up. Uh, but if you show up that day, um, and it's going to be, we're going to promote it. So there'll, there'll be places um, awesome. where they'll be able to see it. But if you show up that day, we're not going to chase you. We're not going to turn you down turn you unless the no. doors are, unless we've got a fire issue. <laughs> I, unless you know cool. what? I hope you have enough people to have a fire issue. <laughs> That's a yeah, good goal. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we have to turn people around because the capacity. For a fire marshal, it's only so many. So That's right. Yeah, short story. Short story. The first uh, when I was playing at Ohio State University, we had we played at Iowa, and they had a sellout, and it was it broke the women's basketball record at that time, which was you know awesome. a long time ago. But anyways, they allowed people to come in. They didn't close the door and allowed people to come in and sit down the aisle on the stairs. On the stairs, all and this was the Iowa Hawkeye arena. So it, it goes down. It, I don't even know what it seats 13,000, but then they, wow. they kept filling it. And then there were people sitting around the uh, floor oh my gosh. and it was one of the neatest things. And the fire marshals were all there, but they, they were going to allow it to happen for the, for, to break the record. So it was, wow, uh, that's insane. Cool. A cool experience. That sounds sure. really awesome. Barb, it's been a pleasure um, learning a little bit more about you. We're so glad that you came today. And uh, thank you so much for talking with us and letting us learn from you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks for the opportunity. Thanks for what you guys are doing also in your businesses and also locally. You're both very active. And I, I know it's uh, you're making an impact for a lot of people. So thank you as well. Thank you. Appreciate it.